millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paul Hawksby. This is Perry Groves. And this is the H&J Daily with the the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Dave Gorman, weren't we, Perry? He was on good PowerPoint presentation. Uh, Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Uh, We had a good chat, plenty to get stuck into. And uh, we had a birthday spread, so that should do you. Check it out. Here we are. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Perry. Afternoon, Paul. How are you? Not too good. Bad, thank you. Good to see you good, again. Good. Um, that news just coming in there from Fletch that we have got a Christmas Eve fixture, the first one for 27 years. It's going to be a one o'clock kickoff at Molyneux. Uh, Chelsea versus Wolves. Interested to hear from fans of both those clubs. Regular Chelsea travellers, people who, that have got enough points to always get tickets. Uh, you know, you'll know who you are. You know, you've been to Molyneux before. You'll know you'll have enough points to get there. Um, and so we'd like to hear from you. What do you make of that? 1 p.m. on Christmas Eve. It's a Sunday, of course. And, you know, you normally pay a premium travelling Christmas Eve on the rail. That's if they're running, because Sunday's uh, engineering works. And everything's going to be gearing down, isn't it? You would imagine Christmas Eve. So on the face of it, it's a bit of a nightmare. But would like to hear from you, travelling Chelsea fans and Wolves fans, regulars at Molyneux home games. How are you feeling about this? Because, uh, you know, uh, fans generally have railed against it because it could be us next time. But... You're at the sharp end, or maybe you're thinking, no, I quite like the idea of taking a game. We're away on Boxing Day, which I'm guessing you are. Um, although you, you probably won't play Boxing Day now. You'll play on the Tuesday, won't you? Anyway, I've not looked at, fully looked at the fixtures. But let's get your take on that first. 03717 That's 03717 Talksport.com. You can text at 81089. Tweet to TSHNJ. Um, you think the club should do a bit for the fans? Absolutely. I, th- I think they get £1.3 million, pounds, don't they, because of their games on uh, TV. Mm-hmm. So just make sure that if you can uh, put, get their... Um, couple of trains or railway carriages or book coaches for the fans so yeah. their mm. travel is free yeah that, a little Christmas means, present for it, the travelling Chelsea exactly, fans it or... means nothing and then the uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers um, the <clears> Leicester <throat> owners used <clears throat> to give uh, fans a free drink didn't they two or yeah. three times a year or give the Wolves fans something as well because yeah. the fans are, I've always said this <clears> and <throat> there were so many empty words that have been said about you know when we come back after Covid times yeah. and there was in empty stadiums mm. and uh, the football lost a bit of it. The football standard was right, but it lost its passion, sure, didn't it? Lost its yeah. energy, uh, lost its tension, um, lost its like soul sort of thing. And everybody, oh, we're nothing about the fans. And football isn't. Fans are the most important thing in football, sure. period. Because um, obviously the Premier League is sold all the rights all around the world. The reason for that being is uh, the football on the pitch is obviously uh, high quality, high tempo and end to end and like fans love it. <clears throat> but it's because the stadiums are full. 
because yeah. that adds obviously to the spectacle. So all these empty words about you know the fans we're nothing without you. This is your chance now, yeah. isn't it, for uh, Chelsea to say right we're going to pay for all of your travel because fans were no. Fans have been under pressure as well, by the way, from different people from their families, because traditionally, Christmas Eve, <clears> that's <throat> when you send, spend time with your, fa- with your family. Well, it's Christmas Eve. Rowan's the first off the block. He says, I'm buzzing for it, to be honest. We do an annual drink round Wolverhampton on Christmas Eve anyway, so I'll just add the game on to that. So it's working for Rowan. What it time not... kick-off, did you say? One, one o'clock. o'clock. Yeah, I hope that's not in so the morning. You never quite know anymore, do you? But I think it's, it must be, I'll take it, it's 1pm. Yeah, but that's so, so the Wolverhampton fan, Wanderers fans, right, yeah. is all right, isn't it, because they're done it. At three o'clock, basically yeah. half three, four o'clock. So they're not going to get in trouble with their families. They can go and spend time with the kids. Mm. Chelsea fans aren't, yeah. are they? That's Chelsea fans' whole day taken up. Yeah. So there should be something that's done by Chelsea Football Club to help their fans out without a shadow. Mm. It's a fantastic PR opportunity, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It is. It would be a good, it would be a good thing to do. So let's hear from you. As we said, Wolves fans who go regularly and will go. Chelsea fans who always travel. 03717 talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSH and Jazz. We said we know fans groups have uh, railed against it and it, it's something that really happens. Like the words you keep using there. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Just, um, subliminally, just to put it in. Well, planes, I, trains and automobiles. I, I feel like I'd rather than saying railed, I should say replacement bus Buses, service. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, last night's football. We are going to talk Newcastle in a bit more detail with Pete Graves when he pops in the studio from Sky's book. Here to complete the inside story of Newcastle United and the year of uh, Eddie Howe is uh, out now and um, took a bit of a dent last night, didn't it, against Dortmund? It was a difficult game for him. Yeah, I think you just saw that um, Dortmund <coughs> were a very experienced team playing in Europe and the atmosphere at St James Park is fantastic. We said about obviously against PSG, you yeah. know, where it was a raucous atmosphere and that can transmit to the players on the pitch. I thought the players just <coughs> got, Newcastle players just got a little bit Overwhelmed by the emotion yeah. of the Over-excited game, excited and responded yeah. too much to it. Yeah, yeah, because it was like it was the first 10, 15 minutes were brilliant for the neutral because it was like a basketball game, yeah. wasn't it? It was end to end. Nick Pope pulled off three brilliant saves in the first yeah. like ten minutes. Newcastle had two mm. brilliant chances. Um, Wilson had a chance. Andy Gordon, who was probably Newcastle's best player, mm. like from that left side, like cutting looked very lively. He had a uh, two chances as well. So you just wanted just Newcastle just to take a breath sort of thing and just calm themselves down especially on the right hand side where Dortmund uh, obviously got their goal with Metcher where Kieran Tripper I think is a little bit too far forward when um, Schlosserbeck comes in and uh, uh, takes the ball away from uh, Isak it's a great finish first time yeah as it rolled across his body he's opened himself up and he like side footed it but I thought that sort of encompassed what Newcastle like Kieran Trippier had actually got too far forward and they weren't in really Good possession, mm. and then they had a few injuries. Obviously, Isaac going off. Yeah, Murphy. That's a yeah. From, it, it? it looked like well, it looked like a dislocated yeah, shoulder, didn't it? Coming on as well. So, um, yeah, it just it wasn't a really poor performance from no. Newcastle because at the end they hit the crossbar a couple of times. Do you know what I mean? So Could it's just different. just a team that had Champions League know how. And Newcastle, yeah. obviously, like um, just coming into it after a period of time. That um, Celtic had a good result last. Well, I mean, it's it's frustrating. It's been the story of Celtic in Europe. It was under Ange Postecoglou a lot of time. Good performances at home, often getting their noses in front, then getting pinned back. And it was a good, decent header by Morata. They got good players, you know, Griezmann and stuff. So but I'd say a, a draw at home is a good result, and they would have taken it had they not had they not been in front. But. I can't remember who the manager Celtic was at the time. It was pre-Brendan, I think. But talking about managing those European nights at Celtic Park, because everybody wants... And Rangers have been the same. 
everybody wants you on the front foot. Everybody wants you attacking. Sometimes you do have to just be that little bit cannier, don't you? You want to feed off the crowd, but yeah. not to the detriment of the performance. I really. think with Celtic, they couldn't keep up that tempo. You yeah. know, they're not used to that tempo in the SPL, obviously, because they have a lot of possession, don't yeah, they? Yeah. they? They can Celtic players can probably <clears throat> play a lot of those games 80, 85% to their full capacity and mm. still win in the SPL, where going 2-1 up at half-time, got a bit unlucky, <clears throat> obviously, Joe Hart, Saving the penalty, or he just yeah. gets his thing come yeah. rebounds back to Griezmann, he puts it in, and I just thought they lost their legs maybe in the last sort of like ten fifteen minutes. You know yeah. they couldn't keep up that tempo, but it was a brilliant performance from uh, Matt O'Reilly, like on that mm. right hand side of midfield. You know who's been in good form all season. So again, for neutral, and so they're getting their first point. So yeah. they might take a little bit of belief from that, obviously. The big takeaway from uh, City, of course, were their jumpers they got off the coach, and we're going to talk about that later. But um, I only saw highlights of the game, but um, and we brought it to you here on, on Talk Sport. But the feeling was, again, not vintage City, but it didn't need to be. They had more than enough to see them off. It was, you know, a bit... A little bit sticky maybe at 1-1, but ultimately you always sense they were going to come through. Well, I think a little bit sticky as well. You could um, sort mm. of... Uh, put that down to the pitch because it was obviously a uh, yeah. 4G pitch. Which didn't help. Yeah. And so, like, when you trust me, when the coaching staff, or Pep and his coaching staff, and the Man City players, mm. you just think, right, let's get in there, get the job done, get out, don't get any injuries, because obviously the surface is uh, very unforgiving and it's you take longer to recover from 4G pitches than what you do. Obviously, they've got the big Manchester derby on um, Sunday. Yeah. So they didn't get any injuries. Jack Grealish played and played really he well. He played pretty well, didn't exactly. he? Exactly, he was probably the best player. And Erling Hardened, um the uh, hosepipe band's off now, isn't it? Because his drought's yeah. finished. So <laughs> the drought is they make you laugh. There's One's the a people pen, saying, still. yeah, but they were saying about like his five-game drought. Yeah. If you look at his record, he scored 37 yeah. goals in 33 Champions League games. It was He's interesting. Pep saying afterwards, incredible. people want him to fail because he doesn't score 50 goals. I don't want him to fail. I love watching him. I don't, unless he's playing against Tottenham, I don't mind what he does. I, I actually think um, most neutral watch. fans would like, because he's got that impish sort of smile. He's got that grin. He's, he's yeah. a man boy and he hasn't even filled out yet. Yeah. Was he 23? He hasn't filled out he's got, He hasn't. He's got, scary, isn't it? It is scary because you don't actually grow into your body physically until you're probably about 27, yeah. 28. So he's got a little bit more muscle to put on. And I love the way that... If he misses a chance, it don't bother him. Mm. He's got that little yeah. wry smile. Like Wrighty used to actually talk to defenders. Yeah. If he misses a chance, you've got to score again in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> said, you want to watch me? Don't have a laugh. I'm going to score again in a minute. Mm. And that's what Erling Haaland's got in his head. You can tell in his eyes and his body language, he's thinking, don't worry about it. I'll, yeah. I'll score. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Only six clubs uh, have previously had points stripped from them in top flight history. They were Middlesbrough, Portsmouth, Manchester United, Sunderland, Knox County, and Arsenal, an Arsenal team you were a part of, Perry. It was the original pre-Keown Van Nistelrooy Battle of Old Trafford, wasn't it, when you went there back in the day, 1990? Yeah, 1990-91 season up mm. at Old Trafford. It started from Brian McClare missing a penalty at Highbury in FA Cup fifth round tie. I think it was 87-88 season where yeah. he ballooned it over the, cross, over the <clears> North <throat> Bank like Harry yeah. Kane. It's still orbiting, I think, going around like the earth. Nigel Winterburn went up to... Uh, Brian McLaren just went oh bad luck old chap I think the wind took that so that stayed in his head Right. that goes where there's a two footed tackle from Anders Limpard and Nigel and he's on the phone they boot him Yeah. so everybody piles in our bench actually run and pile in so Dave O'Leary George Graham Gary Lewin well, we're gonna bring going to bring you a little bit of commentary from the moment because one person didn't get involved one person was better than that we'll find out who that was but this is um, can we not play we're going to play Martin Tyler for you later 
Hold that thought. We're going to talk about it a little bit later on. We will hear from Martin Tyler and we will find out who was the player that didn't want to get involved. You'll be really surprised. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's pray that little bit of commentary now from Martin Tyler when it all kicked off. Well, maybe that's carrying sympathy too far from the referee. And look what's happened as a result of it. Look at this. This is disgraceful. It's a free-for-all. And how will the referee be able to sort it all out? Alec Ferguson has had to come from the bench to try and intervene to restore some order. October 1990, that was, and um, practically everybody got involved, either as peacemaker or, or windmilling, apart from one man who sat stoically on the bench. Can you reveal who that was? Yeah, uh, that one man was uh, very considered. Uh, mm. That one man was <laughs> a coward, basically. <laughs> um, that was me, because right. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And I just thought... I can't be bothered to run all the way there. By the it, time you get there, it'll it's be, gonna over. be But it wasn't actually. It did carry on. To be fair. It was. It was a proper. It was like in a western, wasn't it? It was yeah, a proper it was. brawl. It was. And, it needed some honky tonk piano, didn't and it? And it's funny as well when Martin Tyler says there, "What is a referee going to do?" No, not a lot really. Yeah. You couldn't tell. He just booked a few people. There's no yeah. sending off. And the gaffer George Graham, um, we was getting slaughtered in uh, papers, like, yeah. in the media, quite rightly. Thugs on the pitch. You know what I mean? They should hooligans should be banned, fined, get rid of them, whatever. And obviously, uh, George came out and said, we'd be smirched the name of Arsenal Football Club. You know, we brought shame on the badge. Yeah. You will ban pleasure. In our team meeting on the Monday, mm. lads, that was fantastic. I love the way you piled in. You don't let, you don't leave any of your teammates <laughs> wanting, if you're in the street, you pile in and like you look after them. Yeah. And we all went, oh, that's all right. And he went, and by the way, you five, you'll find two weeks wages. That's right. You find five players. Two yeah. Weeks and he five. got fined two weeks wages, but I think it was put back to a week. Mm. Um, but when you get fined in the old days, nowadays, players just go, how uh, much is it? What is it? Underground, there you go. Yeah, like stinging quadrophenia. Yeah, exactly. You just get it out when you're in <laughs> up in the dock. You just get it out <laughs> yeah. your inside pocket. You take a check. Yeah. Our lads had to go to the, uh, the accountants there and just say, can you do us a favour? Can you take it out over six months? Because well, yeah, it, you it, did they it took, in installments. Yeah, because you, you get fined after you've paid tax. Ah. So then you have to go, then you pay your fine. Mm. And everyone's like, I've got mortgages to pay. My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> I've well, just gone two weeks wages. So you did it in the game has changed. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think too many players now be worrying about covering the mortgage. No, exactly. They just yeah, go. Not in go. the Premier League. Yeah, you're, you're right. But also, let's be honest, yeah. I'm not condoning violence on a football pitch. No. But fans, if you're one of your teams in trouble, mm. they like they expect you There's to an pilot. expectation that others will. Well, partly well, because it means, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you don't, mm. it means you don't care. Doesn't yeah. it? If one of your mates is in trouble on the street, you wouldn't that run away. That was a fairly extreme example of it, though, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, kind of, it was just coming out of that post-Talia 90, every, there was this real feel-good factor in English football and you and United start windmilling on the pitch yeah. and, on telly. We, got, we, we can never work out. Yeah. We got two points deduction. Mm. They got one point. Right. Is it because we was away from home? And we won the brawl. Do you know what I mean? You think, right, so you, you think, you're the instigators, okay. you're going to get doctor. <laughs> but we won, we won the league that year. It just galvanised wow. us. So we had that infamous brawl mm. at Old Trafford. And then our captain uh, at Christmas, Tony Adams, he yeah. got put in prison. Yeah. Can you imagine that happened these days? If, like, Martin Odegaard were put in prison for three months. Yeah. We'd like to point out that hasn't happened, by the way. If you've just tuned in at that point, <laughs> that's not what's happened. Anyway, let's move on, because Dave Torm... Uh, Dave Torman. But that's what you should call him, because he's extended his tour. Dave Gorman has extended his tour by popular demand. He's got some dates over the next couple of months. Maybe Dave Torman will take off. Good afternoon, Dave. <laughs> good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So, yeah, you, you were, you've, you've been uh, touring a PowerPoint of the people for some time, but... 
uh, others want to see it. So you're going back out on the road again. Yeah, which is a, a lovely thing. When we first launched it almost a year ago, mm-hmm. um, we were kind of cautious because we were everyone's kind of there was chaos coming out of lockdown. No one really knew what the appetite would be. So we, we didn't put as many dates in the first leg as we normally would. Mm. That got extended pretty quickly to a second leg. And and I thought that would be it. Uh, but no, there's, there's a bit more demand for it. So we're we're saddling up the horse again and off we go. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Perry, you had, a, you had a question because PowerPoint to the people gives you a clue. Yeah. And if you know Dave's work, you'll know, um, you know, there's technology involved. Isn't yeah, it? just wondering, obviously you go through your run-throughs, don't you, when you go to theatre dates or, you know, whatever you're, um, yeah, yeah. Where you're performing. Is there a nervousness and a, a bit of a panic if, like, the technology doesn't work or the PowerPoint freezes? Uh, well, it's never happened yet. Obviously, it would be quite disastrous for the show. <laughs> but we, we travel with more than one laptop with it loaded on. Um, the only thing that would really take us down would be a power cut. But mm. that would take down every show, not just mine. No. You know, like, it's down the lights and everything's going to go. Then then we're in trouble. It's never happened yet. But if one computer fails, we can pretty quickly get another one on yeah. the stage. Like I say, it's never happened. But the day I don't take two computers will be the day it happens. So yeah. I always I always take two. What is the what is the theme of this show, Dave? Uh, there is no overriding theme. It's mm. sort of it was a lot of it is stuff that happened, I guess, during lockdown, but not with that kind of navel gazing "woe is me" stuff. It just like with all things, when you sit down to write, I never write, I never keep a notebook of ideas and things like that. When I come to write, I sit there and go, "What has caught my attention in the last X months of my life? What I've been up to? What's happened?" Uh, and and so that obviously informs um the show but there's there's no overriding theme it is like a like a regular stand-up show it moves through things but what it is is plotted mm. when i sat down i was working with a friend on putting it together and we sort of had these different routines and we're going right what's the best order for them and actually we didn't have any choice in it because routine two contains a, a callback to routine one mm. and routine three contains a callback to routines two and one <laughs> and so on. The whole thing is a house of cards. So by the end of it, you're laughing two hours into a show at a thing you heard in the first minute of the show, but <laughs> every, all that information has piled on top of itself and sort of your brain is collapsing under the weight of it, hopefully. Yeah, I've seen some reviews sworn to secrecy saying, we, you know, I'm having to write about this show, but I can't really tell you <laughs> about half of it, which makes it difficult to review, of course. Dave, you got it any- does a bit, yeah, but, yeah. you know, people cope. Of course. So, uh, just look at, have you got anything <laughs> equivalent to the, the giraffe joke, which is the best joke in the world? <laughs> uh, there is, I guess there is an update on that, but it's it's it comes in a different way, but it's another thing that the audience kind of, I don't even have to tell them, they understand that there is a bond of secrecy between them and me on this, because if they do reveal it, they're spoiling a moment for the next audience that hasn't been spoiled for them. And they understand the power of that surprise, I think. And it's it's a lovely thing when people do that for each other. Mm. Uh, Dave, just going to break off briefly because uh, Ben Fletcher's rejoined us. Uh, a little bit of breaking sports news. Indeed, uh, some managerial matters from League One. Uh, Strugglers <clears> Fleetwood <throat> Town have confirmed they've parted company with manager Joey Barton. Uh, the club's 16th in the table on a run of just one win in five. So they've decided that uh, Barton must go. Fleetwood have relieved Joey Barton of their duties this afternoon. OK, that's a bit much considering he's at Bristol Rovers. Yeah, <laughs> that was a quick tenure. Bristol Rovers, I do apologise. <laughs> Fleetwood a, on the mind. Quite a lot of devilment for, Bris- you, for Fleetwood you know to announce the Bristol Rovers Fletch has been listening to Fleetwood Mac out there is that a rumour was that a rumour was that a rumour Fletch yeah what about that maybe Fletch knows about where he's going for his next job (laughs)
Anyway, it is Bristol Rovers <laughs> that have parted company with uh, Joey Barton, not uh, Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, back to Dave Gorman, who's uh, chatting about his PowerPoints of the People tour. So, Dave, um, where can where can we see you in action? I mean, I tell you, where can we find all the information to find out these new dates? Uh, you can find all the dates on my my website, which is basically my name with a dot com on the end of it. Um, I know the first few shows is like Loughborough and Skeggy and Brum, uh, Swindon and Wickham and Newcastle, I don't know, but it goes on till mid-December, basically. Being, um, an, being an early adopter as well, you would have got to DaveGorman.com very early, but lots of people who went looking for their names.com, obviously in the early days when it was the kind of Klondike, people would just snap up your .com or your, your .co.uk. There, there, there was a guy in America who, mm. who made a, a tidy sum by holding to ransom things like TomCruise.com yeah. and, you know, all the big stars. And he was, it went to court. He was holding them to ransom and trying to get loads of them. And it went to court and he was basically denied all of them, apart from mm. the one, he did one for the, the actor who plays Screech in Saved by the Bell. Yeah. That was the only one that he, he was allowed to keep and, and hold to ransom. And that's because he'd put an awful parody site up there. And and the judge went, no, that's fair. You're allowed to take the <laughs> mick out of that fella. That's all right. But all oh, the wow. others, he had to give them back. What about that? I never knew that story. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm yeah. seeing if perrygroves.com is available. Oh, if yeah. Perry, be if Perry wants it, whether somebody snapped that up already, I would imagine. Actually, I, there was pain. a guy. Yeah. That, there was a guy who was a Welsh actor and he was in a soap opera and he was an mm. Everton fan. And he was, uh, he saw Wayne Rooney as a teenager when he was not in the first team yet. Yeah. And he thought, that guy's going to be huge. And he bought the domain WayneRooney.com. Oh. And I remember I, I got onto this because I was, I was driving somewhere in London years ago. It was when R Wayne Rooney had a book out and it had a website on the back of, on this advert for the, for the book mm. and it wasn't wayneroonie.com it was something a bit weird and a bit odd and like oh why did he have to do that and it was because this welsh actor had bought wayneroonie.com <laughs> and that one went to court and and the actor lost the case and he, he said oh, i was just a really big fan and i was intending to put a, a a wayne rooney fan site on there but because he never got around to it he lost the case and wow. uh, wayne rooney got his domain back uh, perrygrove.co.uk but this is the perrygrove railway adventure <laughs> <laughs> um, so Perry, so this this looks like a great day out for you. I'm sure they let you in for nothing. It's it looks like it's fun for all the family. This they got a little yeah a little model railway. So it's like like the Thomas the Tank Engine. So is yeah. it like a ginger and tank there or something? It's dog friendly. It looks like a beautiful day out. So um, maybe yeah. Per Sounds like a like a vineyard, doesn't it, Perry Grove? Yeah, yeah, Perry Grove Railway Adventure. I'm trying to find out where it is. How do you get there? Anyway, we got better things to do. Sorry, Dave. Um, That's Liver all right, Liverpool. Um, I, yes, I mean, despite what happened at, at Tottenham, um, playing very well at the moment. You kind of have been pretty good so far. Got to lose tonight at Anfield in the in the, the Europa League. They haven't got to lose, Paul. No, they're, 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 that's right. Yeah. That's always it's always very <laughs> always confusing. the danger. Always yeah. <laughs> going yeah, yeah. going to lose tonight. Well, I, I'm hoping we'll get a fancy to draw win six. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's yeah. a it's a good season so far. It's yeah. entertaining as well. Um, and there, there is still, obviously, there is some transition and of people getting to know each other and having to basically rebuild the entire midfield. You would expect it to be a bit of a more stuttering start than it has been. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way it's going. Dave, you're just thinking, I'm going to make the most of Mo Salah because he, he could, could be his last season. It, it certainly could be. Mm. And at some point, 
that's always going to be true. He's been there longer than most players of his stature stay at a club in the modern era already, I would mm. say. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love him. I love I love everything about about the current team. I love Jurgen Klopp. I just think the the entertainment factor that Liverpool fans have had in the reign of Jurgen Klopp. Arguably, we you know we could have won a couple of other titles along the way. Um, getting nearly a hundred points and not winning the title is gutting. But mm. if you look back over it, compare how much entertainment I have had as a fan out of football during his tenure compared to the the years before it, it's yeah. out of this world. It's amazing. No, it has been good. Dave, lovely to talk to you. Uh, best of luck with the rest of the tour. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Always Cheers, a pleasure, Dave. guys. Take care. Cheers. That's Dave Gorman there. Uh, go and check out davegorman.com. All the extended dates are there for the next couple of months. And uh, you'll be kept in touch with that one uh, this evening uh, in a kickoff with Jordan Jarrett, Brian and Jermaine Pennant. Uh, the early kickoff is on TalkSport 2. It's a game we'll look at a little bit later on. Olympiakos versus West Ham. Alex Crook and Andy Townsend, your commentary team. Quarter six kickoff for that one. You know, we talk about people buying domains, you know, mm. dot coms. There was there, I'm <clears throat> sure there was a, a businessman, you know, got 20th Century Fox. Yes. I'm sure he bought the name or had the name 21st Century Fox hoping it was going to get a massive payout. Oh, right. Oh, really? From obviously the big well, film company. Dave said, you know, a lot. they went after a lot of these people because, you know... They were only Poor doing, old Screech. They were only You're doing, not famous enough. Yeah, you saved by the bell. Terrible story. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. 
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, I don't know what uh, Eddie the Eagle Edwards had planned for uh, the build-up to Christmas and, and the start of the new year, but um, everything's been... I mean, I was going to say put on ice, but that's very lame, and I didn't mean it. Um, this is because... Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm real honest, oh. I did not mean or, it. Or he's in from the cold. Yes, no. he has been brought Leave in him. from the cold. Get the idea with that. Uh, because uh, Stephen uh, Lustig-Webber, we know from Gogglebox, has picked up an injury, can't be in uh, Dancing on Ice. So uh, Eddie has come off the bench and will be taking part. I think he joins us now as he's um, going to get his skates. I mean, we're really at the sharp end of this. He's in the car. Hello, Eddie. Hello. I am not driving. My partner Karen is driving. I think we're going to need to get you on a slightly better line. So we'll we'll work on getting Eddie back. He sounded like he was actually ice skating in the Arctic Circle there, didn't he? Yeah, he did a bit. Uh, yeah, we halfway down a ski jump, we would have got a better line. But um, anyway, we will uh, we will work. Have you been asked to do any reality telly like that? Would you do Dancing on Ice, Perry? I'd do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call, it, easily they call it issuing a come and get yeah, me exactly, play yeah. in um, football circles, yeah. Out of all the reality TV shows... Have you not done a Pointless or one of those? I'll tell you what, I did um, uh, Eggheads, I did a quiz. Oh, really? it's, oh, yeah, so I got two out of three in Eggheads. I was quite happy with that. Oh, OK. Yeah. You're not it was, watching it on the telly, you're actually on it. I was on it, yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> and I was an answer in Pointless as well. Well, yeah, I was. A, I, that was one of my career highlights. We'll come back to right. that, because I think we've got Eddie on a slightly better line. Eddie! Eddie, stop skating. No, oh, we could, I think we're going to... We're, we're, yes. So, uh, how you... I mean, can you skate, Eddie? We know you, we know you can ski and you can ski jump, but what's your skating like? Uh, I, I can barely stand on a pair of skates, so uh, I've got a lot of learning to do and a lot of catching up to do because mm. everybody else has been skating for, you know, a couple of weeks now, and uh, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. Are they going to cut you some slack, Eddie? Are they, have they sort of said, look, you're the, or are you just going to have to work twice as hard to get up to speed before the series starts? Yep, they said basically, you know, just get as much skating in as you can. We'll try and get as many hours for you on the skates to try and catch up. And um, so it's up to me, really. But um, I, I relish the challenge, so I'm looking forward to it. And have you auditioned for it before? I have, yes. I auditioned, I've been auditioning for it for about five times over the last 15 years. Wow. So, uh, but never got on. And it's only because this guy has broken his ankle uh, that they, they rang me on Monday and said, could you do it? So I thought, yeah, why not? So did you get like a, when you've auditioned, yeah. did you get like a critique of why they said you're not in the main show? No, no, they, they never have. It, they just say, you know, uh, we've decided to um, use other people instead and maybe next time, and then that was it. A few more years it would go by and they ask me again, and then they say, no, we don't need you this year, and, and that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I've never been on the show. Well, it, I think two things. As you said, you love a challenge. We know that from uh, from your past in sport. And also, you know, the judges can be a bit savage, but, you know, you're used to telling you people telling you you can't do something and you go and do it. So I don't think it'll be water off a duck's back, I would imagine. I hope so. And also, you know, uh, for, for all the ordinary everyday people who love me being at Calgary, there have been some people who didn't like it. So, you know, I've had my fair share of abuse over the last 36 years, so I'm ready for the judges. Yeah. And uh, Ricky Hatton's doing it. I'm looking at other sporting people. Greg Rutherford. I don't know if you've met any of the other contestants yet, have you? I'm, I think I've met Ricky. 
he hasn't uh, previously at a yeah. dinner or something like that, but um, I've not met many of the celebrities before, so I look forward to meeting them and seeing who my fellow competitors are. You, have you not, you've not started practising yet at all? Is this, when, have, you, have you done anything? No, nothing at all. Uh, oh. Literally, I'm picking up my skates today, and I think I've got my first couple of hours on the ice tomorrow lunchtime, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. So you're in at the sharp end, obviously, but when you go there, you'll obviously see the other celebrities practice. Secretly, will you be thinking, I hope someone's worse than I hope someone's falling over all over the time? Oh, yes, I'll be keeping a close eye on uh, on the other guys and seeing how they're improving and how good they are, and, uh, you know, hopefully... Um, you know, by, by Christmas, I, I'm, I'm hoping to have caught up with them. Well, good luck, Eddie. Hope it goes well. Thanks for joining us. Good luck, Eddie. Thank you. There we are. Eddie the Eagle Edwards off the bench into Dancing on Ice. And I often think that, you saying that bit of schadenfreude, if he, you're watching, saying, oh, it's a shame she's not very good, he's not very good, but they're thinking, yes, I'm still in. Superb. But strictly, we're a family, love. We're a family. No. We all support each other. But then you see someone stumble over a step, and you must think, you want yes, some, Yeah, I'm miss their steps completely. Yeah, or freeze. Of course it is. a bit of that, you yeah, think. You know, you don't want to sort of take great play from someone else's yeah. misfortune, but it's a... Human trait, isn't it, really? Where you think you want someone to be worse than you. Yeah, of course. Well, he, let's be fair, he can't be worse than Bez, can he? No, probably like, not. Bez was fantastic entertainment, wasn't yeah. he, for but one... Not, not the greatest. ...two episodes, and yeah. then the skating aficionado was like, that's it. That'll do. Get, him, get, get him gone get now. We've had a laugh. That. You can go. Put your tambourine away. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I think there is a very different attitude uh, around players that are injured these days. I mean, I don't know, in your day... I mean, the reason I bring it up is that... Um, Joe Willock has been saying today that Eddie Howe was not only checking in on him when he was injured physically but mentally as well, knowing the toll that a long-term injury can take when someone's out for a while. And he said, he's been brilliant with me, wanting to make sure I'm OK and I'm feeling all right. And he said, oh, you know, I'm, 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 you know it, was, it was brilliant of him to do that. But they've always talked back in the day, Perry, maybe in your day, that some managers, when you're injured, they didn't want you around the place. You were like a curse. They, didn't even, they wouldn't even speak to you because you were no good to them, because mm. basically they saw he was a lump of meat. And all they'd say to the physio was, um, is he going to be all right for Saturday? And if he weren't all right for Saturday, then he was persona non grata. Did you feel that when you were injured? Did you feel, yeah. was it, you know, or did you accept that's Arsenal the way it was worked? brilliant, because yeah. obviously he, <clears throat> he was like a top physio, mm. um, and then you'd, try, you'd um, have your um, treatment uh, before the players trained, then you have your treatment in the afternoon back at Highbury. And if it was a short-term injury, mm. then you would probably get a little bit more attention. And it all depends as well how important a player that you was. If yeah. he was one of the uh, the star players, then you probably would get a little bit more attention. But other than that, if it was a long-term injury, you were just sent with the physios and to do your rehab, and you'd have a lot of interaction with the manager. But as right. he said there, Joe Willock, now, when he said before, one of Eddie Howe's massive qualities, and I think a lot of managers like that now, is managing the human being rather than just yeah. managing... Yeah. Player, because which makes sense because there it's a huge investment in someone. You want to get the best out of them in every way, don't you? Well, really? you're like a it's a multi multi million pound asset that yeah. you're dealing with. Yeah. So you want to make sure that um, they're as happy and their life is as good as it can be off the pitch and what it is on. Because especially when you've got long term injuries, you'll have days and weeks where you think that your injury isn't progressing, yeah. and, you, and you just get frustrated because you think, all right, I'll be. In your head, you set yourself a target. I'll be, tra I'll be training in two or three weeks' time. Then you have little setbacks and little knockbacks. And then the manager coming in and asking after your welfare, if it's okay, it makes you feel part of it. And now a lot of times, I think Kieran Trippier was injured for a uh, period of time last mm -hmm. season. Yeah. And they made sure that he travelled everywhere that the team went to all mm. the away games. So, you, again, you feel 
part of the squad and you get that sort of bonding. What, what was the longest you were ever out as a player? Um, I used to have hamstring. I've got um, little tight hamstrings. Right. Um, so I'd be out for a boy three or four weeks would be the longest. But then I snapped me... The reason I packed in plan, I snapped me Achilles tendon. Right. So I snapped it twice when I was at Southampton. And again, because it's a long-term injury, mm. Ian Bramford was the manager and then Alan Ball came in. I didn't really have much uh, conversations or much to do with them because I was such a long-term injury that they probably thought they didn't want to spend any energy yeah, and their time on someone who ain't yeah. going to play. Exactly. Yeah. So you just... you. Yeah, you 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 were called in the old days. You were called the cabbages, where you just you go out on the cabbage field basically, and you're you're set to one side wow. until you're ready to come back in. And then when you come back into the fold, it's as if you've never been away. Do right. you know what I mean? So yeah, so um, but now yeah. as well, Joe Willock. All the top clubs now have their psychologists and mm. their psychiatrists, where you go and you know let them know about your worries and your fears. Yeah, because there was a stigma mentally that you wouldn't tell if someone says I, how are you alright you always go yep I'm fine not a yeah, problem sure and if you start to say that how you're feeling you see the blank look in people's eyes and say no I didn't really mean it <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really mean how yeah, are you yeah. it was just I was just being polite yeah, yeah. so um, yeah Joe Willock would have had a lot of aftercare and you're going to have the same thing now we said with uh, Isaac who got injured yeah, last night Jacob stuff. Murphy as well and they'll know then you get a, a bond and I think other players will probably ask yeah. after you yeah. more than what the old school player did. Because if I must admit, if there was a forward, say someone like Charlie Nick was injured or Paul Merson injured, and they were in, they were yeah. injured as a forward, I'd be like, oh, that's a result. I got more chance of playing. Yeah. I wasn't worried about if they were going to get fit or worried about their welfare. And I think the that attitude has changed completely. Well, even in the case of Sandro Tonali, we understand he'll be allowed to train during this period. I mean, I think the reaction to to Ivan Tony's. Uh, ban and the fact that he couldn't train for several months has possibly helped Sandro Tonali, hasn't it? Really? Absolutely, because the worst anybody myself suffer from addictions, anybody else suffer from addictions, whether it's gambling, whether it's drug addiction, the worst thing you can do is be isolated. Yeah. Where with Ivan Tony, I think at first he didn't do himself any favours because he didn't think he'd done anything wrong. He didn't mm. admit what he'd done. Mm. I think these players now, you mentioned uh, Tonali there, they've realised that they have a problem. And they've admitted it. Mm. So then the welfare comes into uh, play, play where, yeah, think, yeah. where how are we going to look after, again, the human being? Yeah. And training with the, the team will help Tonale's recovery. Mm. And obviously, they'll keep him, won't be able to keep him fit, but he'll feel part of it. So he will get help, obviously, for his gambling addiction, which he needs to, but then he won't feel like he's completely ostracised and mm. isolated where Ivan Tony would have. You yeah. know, so that's sort of really uh, doubling up the punishment sure. where you're not treating, say, the human, you're just treating the player. So Tanali being able to play will help his recovery sure. no end. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Annie Jacobs here on Talks. Oh, no, it's not Paul Hawksby, Annie Jacobs, effectively, and, uh, and Perry Groves and Jeff Peters because it's birthday spread time. I say that because one of the listeners, Simon the Arsenal fan, he said, how's Andy going to concentrate on the birthday spread. But I think the best way is just to let him get it out of his system first, his take on the cricket. Uh, England did lose by eight wickets and are effectively out of the uh, Cricket World Cup. I see Sky were just advertising 8am on Sunday morning, England versus India. Yeah, good you luck said, with that. You want to watch that? He says after players don't want to play in it. Let no, alone, <laughs> that's think, true. Maybe a few elbow injuries, wouldn't they? Or a little ankle or hamstring. Well, Andy, a good afternoon. 
And what's worse, actually, England cricket team or the Premier League's tone-deaf decision to make Wolves and Chelsea play on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Not much in it, is there, really? No, there isn't. Uh, yeah, things that should happen after the worst performance by any England team in the history of organised sport. <laughs> Number one, come home immediately. They can't Number do two, that. That's the part of the game. If you want to punish them, make them stay for two weeks and have, you no, know. No, 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 they've got to come home immediately. Okay. Number two, fire the coach tonight. Right. Number three, strip Butler of the captaincy and make him pay back the money from his contract. Uh, number four, with draw from all future World Cups and play minor tournaments with Denmark and Borneo. <laughs> Number five, enter the European T10 League. Number six, write a personal apology to every cricket fan in England. Number seven, arrange a 16 sets of stocks and a large supply of rotten fruit at Heathrow when the team return. That's stocks. my seven-point plan. Stocks. So you're not going to be there with a banner in hand like, welcome home. <laughs> yeah. All the ticker tape, no? Yeah, like the Beatles or something. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know you mentioned the coach, Matthew, what, do you think we uh, heard from Harmy and John Norman they're saying about he's very into the stats and the yeah. um, logarithms algorithms and yeah. do you think there's senior players it's not logarithms looking, looking at him going <laughs> long division yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> looking at him going you can know what you do your stats mate absolutely yeah I don't think they've got any respect for him why would they he's been hopeless hasn't he <laughs> absolutely hopeless well that's seven point plan I mean I was, I was kind of with you to the stocks I mean I, I say I was kind of with you but <laughs> withdrawing from any any organised sport. I mean, <laughs> until when? What, forever? Forever. Forever. Okay. Well, okay it really well, was. Wasn't it the, just the worst performance? I mean, that you've it, ever it seen. Was. It was. It was. They they looked like they they couldn't wait to get off the pitch at times. It was it was mm. awful, especially when the the rallying cry from the camp today was, "If we're going to go out, let's go out with a bang." Let's go. I and mean, they went out with the <laughs> ultimate whimper, didn't they? Today? It was. It, it was, was quite terrible. Anyway, so there we are. A nice, balanced, uh, considered, nuanced take on what to Off do. The, long the, run future, up. the future of English cricket by Andy <laughs> Jacobs there. Yeah, uh, right. Jeff Peters will need to keep score of the birthday spread. Good afternoon, Jeff. A very good afternoon from the East Midlands Nerve Centre. Yeah. Paul against Perry. Yeah. Exhibition. Mm. This is exciting and uh, uh, I can see the excitement also in Andy Jacobs's face because we're as we always do on a Thursday we are live on Instagram oh, live you too, you two so, influencers. yeah so if you head to uh, <laughs> at Mr Jeff Peters you will see and click on the live thing you will see both me and uh, Andy and uh, Andy looking resplendent and smiling despite wow. everything going on in the uh, in Brilliant. the cricket so if you want to go and check that out, and you can, uh, yeah. The, the... Oh, and also as, uh, as mm. well, uh, Andy has got a couple of bonus birthdays. If not required, we will do them on Instagram Live. And we've been in talks with the Comedy Channel. Oh, okay. Uh, to see uh, a behind the scenes on the Comedy Channel. Oh, blimey. All right. Well, really? so you've got a tiebreaker. Yeah, no, really... I'm, of course we haven't, Andy. They're really building their parts. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so, um, Perry, uh, shall I explain the rules to you and the listeners who've not heard it? The listeners often get in touch. We ask them to, to tell us how they're getting on, uh, certainly at half time. But Andy has got 10 birthdays from people this week. Not necessarily right. today, but this week, right. effectively. And some people, you'll know some of the names, you won't know the others, but you can kind of have an educated guess based on what they do for a living, or you hope you can anyway. That's yep. the skill. So we're going to try and guess the ages of these 10 people, and, of course, we won't get them all exactly right. So there'll be a margin of error that builds, and it's the one over the 10 birthdays who's kind of wrong by the least amount the, of the years. The smallest number of yeah, years, right. Is right. the winner. So right, okay. 
That is it. Matthew Mott would love it because it's very stats-based. Stats so um, I'll, I'll kick us off. So I'll lay down the first marker for you. The 10th the one, it depends on who's in the lead. Uh, and we're always accompanied by Sergio Mendes, the fantastic Bra Brazilian musician, and his mate, the late, great Pele. Here they are. OK, uh, we get underway with an old favourite, birthday spread favourite. It's the legendary commentator Barry Davis. Oh, Barry, and, uh, yeah. Last year, to celebrate his birthday, I took Barry out for a fish supper and he ordered the cod, but he was very dissatisfied and envious of the diner next to him. He said, look at his place, just look at his place. <laughs> That's very good. good. Very very like good. That. Oh, OK, fair yeah. enough. How old's Barry now? He came in and saw us a little while ago. He was, he was on great form, wasn't he? Um, he's got to be getting on. I'd say he's about... 80, 83. Oh, what are you going to go with? Perry? I was I was going around about eighty four. Well, you can, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I'd, I'd go. You can, yeah, yeah, you haven't got to be as volatile. You can play. You can play a tactical game. Yeah, I go eighty four. Okay, uh, Barry's eighty six. Is he really? Wow. Okay, happy birthday, at Barry. So, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Well, Perry takes an early lead. Ooh. It's Paul three, Perry two. Three two. two. Okay. Okay, bring the crowds the... back, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very much. It's the uh, rap artist and musician mm. Snoop Dogg. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dogg, yeah. And not a lot of people know that he used to live in northeast London. We always enjoyed going to the dogs at Walthamstow. Hey, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. So Perry, we alternate, so there's no skullduggery. Right. So uh, you can go first on this one. How old do you think Snoop I think Dogg he's, is? He's older. Yeah, oh yeah. Than what you would. Oh, yeah, think, would, like, I yeah. think he's 64 again. Think, 64. That, that old? Yeah. You could be right. I, I'm going to go somewhere in the 50s. I'm going to go 56, Andy. He's 52, actually. Ooh. Oh, sorry, Snoop. He's like, I can't imagine oh, sorry, why. So, sorry, I come back. He looks older yeah. than what you'd think. And I did it in, I actually did it in dog years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. You Sorry did it about in Snoop Dogg years. years. exactly. Yeah, yeah so it should be seven, I think we it? should give you the points for that. <laughs> so um, what's that done to the... I hope Snoop's not... He'd come looking for us. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? You could just imagine if he is listening and he calls yeah. up, uh, hey, guys, Snoop Dogg here, yeah. uh, big Altrincham fan. Yeah. Does uh, he talk like talk that? I don't know. He's probably American, though, oh, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's very so, generic, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are team. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so Paul 4 out onto 7, Perry 12 out onto 14. The idea of Snoop Dogg listening to this, in the, I mean, what, what's the time where he is? He's just it? joined Instagram Live. Well, there he is. About, is he? Yeah. Probably about half eight in the morning. I doubt if he's even... He's probably not even gone to bed yet. So um, <laughs> back, back to me, then, for the third birthday. Okay, he was in the studio yesterday. It's the chef and TV presenter from the Hairy Bikers, Cy King. Oh, Cy, yeah. Cy King. He's just started, Cy, a similar charity to Movember, but with full beard. So far, he's persuaded two sports stars to take part, Mike Tyson and Luis Suarez. They're so hirsute, they're calling them the Hairy Biters. Oh, oh okay. That's very good, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I thought you might have gone down there. We were trying to Cy King him up or something like that, or one of those, but it doesn't matter. You can keep that for next year if it's any good. Um, what he was in yesterday, Cy, uh, I'd say he's probably 50, 55, I'm going to go. Uh, you know the hairy bikers? Yes, I know, yep. The Davis, cooking stuff. Davis exactly. the slight, is the shorter one with the curly moustache. Yeah. Uh, size the bigger lad with a with a beard to Jordan. Got you. So I'm going to get my teeth into this one. Yeah. And I'm going to go 
58. Okay. Ooh. 57. Ooh. Good. Come on. A couple back, so I'm pretending it's not meaning that you can much. Tell the professional football guy, <laughs> he's going to get competitive like Charlie. What's the scores, Jeff? It is Paul 9, yeah. Perry 15. Okay, on to the fourth <laughs> birthday. Perry leads us off. Andy. Okay, it's the novelist. She wrote Brick Lane. Mm. Ponic, Ponica. Monica Alley. I don't know Ponica Alley? <laughs> no, Monica Alley. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Monica Alley. I saw her actually take on the actor Kelsey Grammer mm. three times in a celebrity chess tournament. Who could ever forget seeing Ali beat Frazier? Oh, not so bad. <laughs> Very good. Monica Alley, author. <laughs> what did she say? She wrote Brick Lane? Brick Lane, yeah. That was a, a, a big book. Right. Monica Alley, I think... Brick Lane. Yeah. 72. Okay. I think she might be a bit younger. I think she might be about 52. She's 56. 56. Come on, Monica. Well, that's still plenty of time. What's the scores, Jeff? Well, Ponica Alley is actually 72, <laughs> but Monica Alley is 56. So Perry is 16 out, moves uh, on to 31. Yeah. Uh, Paul is four out, on to 13. But look, early days, Perry. It's a volatile game. Once we get into the birthdays, we don't know. Let's go into half time of the next one, Andy. Okay, it's the cricketer, fine Indian cricketer, Verinder Sehwag. Oh, yeah. And uh, the thing is, he could never pronounce the term used to describe uh, the England football team's wives and girlfriends. I said to him, come on, Verinder, say wag. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, yes, that's a good question. I always get caught out by the cricketers because it always feels like they packed up five minutes ago and always find out that they packed up about 25 years ago. Um, 51, I'm going to go. What do you think? 48. 45. Well, yeah, I see what I mean. I, I, exactly, too volatile. I should have known. So, Perry, you've clawed some back. What's that done? Paul, six out onto 19. Perry, three out on that one, onto 34. So there's 15 it at the halfway stage in the birthday spread. And those of you on Instagram Live will probably be looking forward now to Andy showing us around his yeah. fabulous Is that place. what you do at halftime, Andy? A little look around his crib. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. MTV Cribs, isn't it? Is. it? Oh, yeah. That's right, fantastic. Well, he's, he's going to his anyway. man cave, just all yeah. pictures of England cricket team just being ripped down. Yeah. It's, honestly, it is. it's incredible, some of the artwork that he has yeah. and, and photos with lots of famous people that have been in the studio oh, over wow. the years, etc., oh, who he's yeah. played cricket with. Like so, at, museum. Yeah, at well, Mr. Be, Jeff Peters, if you want yeah. to come and feel say like, hello to Andy. Like to be fair, it would be the screen, wouldn't it, if you're going to do England cricket? It would be, yeah. So, again, setting light to his whites. Go and check them out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Day. Podcast. Half time in the birthday spread. Perry's on 34. I'm on 19. It's Perry's first ever game. He's hanging in there. Alan Kinross says, uh, I'm on 26. Half time. Got Snoop Dogg on the nose. On the wet nose, I would imagine. I'm on 13 at half time. First time I've scored myself, says Rah in Birmingham. Nine out at half time, says Stacky the Blue Nose. So some of the reaction, a solid 20. Ponica did me up like a kipper and lost me 12 points, says Danny. So uh, there we are. That's some of the uh, spread reaction we're getting so far. <laughs> Danny, I feel your pain. Yes. Ponica did me completely as well. Second half then gets underway with Perry leading us off. It's Pele and Sergio Mendes. OK. It's uh, TalkSport presenter and former England cricketer, Steve Harmison. Steve Harmison. Really? And, uh, yeah, my wife was very confused, actually, when the Premier League referee Michael Oliver came to our fancy dress party as the giant Durham in England fast bowler. She said, who's that supposed to be? And I had to tell her, Oliver's Harmy. Oh, very good. So, Harmy. Harmy. I think... Yeah. 41. Oh, okay. I might have gone a bit 
higher than that. I'll go 49. 45. Oh, sorry, Harm. He's going to come definitely <laughs> looking. He's got a good surgeon. 49. He's got a good surgeon. going to come looking for me. <laughs> exactly. We both went off. Oh, you were nice. You were the good cop. I was the bad cop. Sorry. Sorry, Harmy. Um What's the scores then, Jeff? Uh, four out for Paul, four out for Perry. So after six, it's Paul 23, Perry 38. A wonderful tour, by the way, of Andy's uh, gaff on Instagram Live. Nice. Ben Hewer's message saying, what time does Andy's carer pop in? That's a bit oh, harsh. That's a bit, no that's a that. bit no harsh. Was that. it the Stanley Stairlift that gave it away? It probably yeah. was. How <laughs> are people funny? They, they can't say, they try and be funny and they just end up insulting you. What's yeah. the point, mate? <laughs> take, take, give the up. Note. take the note, it's Andy. Yeah, get a seven, <laughs> do a seven-point plan for him. <laughs> no, I've already got one for yeah, him. Okay. Um, I think it's basically a one-point plan, but you can't <laughs> say what it is on air. So no, anyway, exactly. back to me. First off, what's the birthday? Okay, it's the actor Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. And he was very involved with the North American Soccer League and at one time successfully employed former Minnesota kick striker Ron Fucher. Uh, whenever he had a chance to appoint a new manager, Christopher went back to the future. Back to the future, of course he did, yeah. Um, he's got to be in his 80s, isn't he, Christopher Lloyd now? 81, I'm going to go, Perry. I think it's the big white hair might have, like, fooled you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going for... 76. 85. 85. Christopher. Wow. Done me. Yeah. So scores. Uh, Paul, four out onto 27. Perry, nine out onto 47. So 20 in it. Craig Dodd's message, very good love, Andy's puns. Oh, There you go. So we've got some love and support. A bit of love coming in. So, uh, Perry, you're going to lead us off for birthday number eight. Here we go. Okay. It's the football manager and former player, Paul Ince. Paul oh, Ince. Yeah. And I used to play five-a-side with him and Emil Heskey. It was always very interesting when it came to picking the teams. It usually ended up in a trade-off with the opposite captain. Give us an Ince and you'll take a meal. Oh, that's <laughs> very beautifully good. constructed. Beautifully constructed. <laughs> that deserves thought... a bow, that does. That yes, does. it does. <laughs> Incy. Incy is... I'm 58. He's yeah. got to be... 48. 48. I'll go, I'll go, I'll say it's a biggie for him. I'll say it's the 50th. No, you know, he's a bit older than you think. He's 56. Is he really? Wow. Yep. Oh. Getting our years out today. I've got to get down the gym. Yeah. There's only two years between <laughs> me and him. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, you have pulled slightly further ahead. You mm. were six out, Perry eight out, so it's 33, place 55, 22 in it, two to go. Two to go, so back to me for this one. But, you know, the games have changed on the last birthday, and I can only tell you that, Perry. So, here we go, ninth birthday. Okay, it's the Lord Lieutenant of Berkshire, mm. James Puxley. James Puxley. And uh, I'll never forget the year he put on a full doggy costume and won Britain's Got Talent with his friend Ashley. Yes. <laughs> of course, yeah. Well, that, see, this is one of those that could be... I mean, he's unlikely to be 18, let's be honest, called James Puxley and the Lord Lieutenant. Um, so I'm going to go 74, Perry. 74. Well, I've got to try and claw some well, back. You, you I? can so do that on the 10th if you want to be... Vol- or you can no, try and claw a yeah, bit I'm back, back You said 74. Yeah. I'm going to go 85. The problem for Perry is he's playing against the master. James Puckley is 75. Oh, it's made it a whole lot more difficult. I don't mind that, to be fair. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? Paul, one out onto 34. Perry, 10 out. So he's onto 65. So there is 31 in it with... uh, 
Is that right? Yeah, yeah Th- 31. Th- 31 in it with one to go. Yeah, 31 uh, is the difference. So it's going to have to be one of those birthdays. Let's see what Andy's got for us for the final birthday. I'll lead us off, Barry. It's the former uh, Poet Laureate, Sir Andrew Motion. Uh, Sir Andrew Motion. And his friend's actually a bit concerned that his once prolific work ethic has dried up. But I reassured them there's still a lot of poetry in motion. Yeah, I, Andrew, I don't think he was he was the poet laureate. He wasn't that old. So I'm going to go. I mean, the thing is, I've got 31 to, to play, play with. with. I've got no choice, have I? Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting what, which one you come up with. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 75. So ideally, you need to go. So he's either I've got Perry 60. He's 34, isn't he? Because you've got to be 31. <laughs> exactly. So Andrew Motion's either 34 or he's. Um, Would you say 75? Or 106. 106. Well, I'm... <laughs> so do you want to go? Let's play the new game 34 <laughs> or 106. <laughs> to be fair, neither are going to be. 34, you're not going to be the poet laureate, are you, it's, to be honest? It's unlikely. <laughs> yes, you're the junior so, poet laureate. You know what? Like I'm gonna, exactly. So I'm going to have to go 106. You're going to go 106, 107. <laughs> yeah. Like that, but I've, I've got to go 106. Go on then. Yeah, sadly, he's not 106. He's 71. Okay. <laughs> that was quite close for me, to be fair. So <laughs> the final scores. Uh, Jeff. So Paul four out finishes on 38. Perry, Ooh. 34. Five out and yeah. finishes on a hundred, but no squealing and moaning no. and complaining I'm... like uh, one or two of the others. No, that's true. He plays a, that, he plays so. a clean game. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. Um, that was our it unfolded today. I'm back tomorrow with Andy, building up to the weekend. You're back on Sunday on Talksport, Perry. Yes, I'll be at the London Stadium, and uh, we go around the grounds. Obviously, it says four uh, Premier League games, and we got the uh, Alex Crook and Sam Matterface at the Manchester Derby. Fantastic. Half free kickoff. Yeah, that's a bit Random. of a weird one. Bit of a weird one. But thank you, Perry. I will Loved catch up with you soon. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. If you can't listen tomorrow, then the podcast available at around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.